Good morning, everyone. We're going to go ahead and get started. Welcome to the 11th hour lecture series that's part of the Iowa Summer Writing Festival. If you would please kindly silence or turn off your cell phones, that would be much appreciated. There are no handouts for today. Um, after our lecture, there will probably be a few minutes for uh, some questions and conversation, and I'll bring the mic around. But let's, let's get going. Today we have Mary Allen. Mary Allen is the author of two memoirs, The Rooms of Heaven and Awake in the Dream House, which was awarded a National Endowment for the Arts Creative Writing Fellowship. She received an MFA from the University of Iowa Writers Workshop and has taught in the nonfiction writing program here at Iowa. She lives in Iowa City and is a full-time writing coach. Today, Mary will present the lecture, Writing and the Power of Now, in which she shares what she's learned as a writer and writing coach about how to create present moments on the page, why it's important to do so, and what learning how to do so can teach us about living our lives. Oh, one more quick note before I invite Mary up. There is an open mic tonight at 7 o'clock at Beatology right here in downtown Iowa City. This is open to all summer writing festival students, participants, faculty. Um, so please come over and join us, hear what your classmates are writing, share some of your own work. Um, should be a really great time. Okay, so without further ado, please join me in welcoming Mary Allen. Hey, can everybody hear me? Thanks for coming. Um, I taught my uh, week-long class in the Summer Writing Festival the week of June 9th, and I'm teaching a weekend class in the middle of July, so thanks for coming even though I'm not teaching this week. Um, I see people that I know here, which is really lovely. Uh, sometimes some of them are former students. Um, okay. So, how many people here have heard of the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle? A lot of people. And how many people here have read that book? Great. Um, so, as those of you who have read it know, it's about the spiritual power of staying in the present moment. Staying in what is instead of what could be seeing what's around you instead of being somewhere in your mind, interpreting things, thinking about things, etc. Um, I highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't read it. It is hugely popular. It's been out for a pretty long time, but it's still hugely popular along with everything else Eckhart Tolle has written. So the book, The Power of Now, is about the power of now as you live your life. And today I'm going to talk about the power of now in writing. Um, so what I'm going to say relates to narrative writing, fiction or memoir, short stories, um, writing where you're telling a story, not writing where you're writing about a subject like botany or something. Um, I think that most of you here are writing narrative, right? Pretty much. Um, uh, also, some of what I'm going to say can relate to poetry. Um, 
So what I'm going to try to talk about um, is stuff that I have learned as a writing coach. Um, I probably didn't even know this stuff consciously myself until I started trying to figure out how to help some of my clients become more effective fiction or memoir writers and looking closely at where they were going wrong. Um, so what I learned um, is that what makes narrative writing work, we all know that word, right? It works or it doesn't work. What is essential for novels, memoirs, short stories to engage the reader and so for the reader to be able to pick up the story, start reading, and want to keep reading, that's what we all want, right? Isn't that essentially what we're trying to create, that experience, um, is for the story to take place in what I'm going to call the now, because Eckhart Tolle calls it the now. Um, uh, in his book, The Art of Fiction, which some of you may have heard of by John Gardner, um, John Gardner says that the writer needs to create um, a vivid and continuous dream for the reader. Has anybody here heard of that before? Yeah, so a vivid and continuous dream is, is, is kind of what I mean by the now, right? A dream where you're actually having some kind of um, virtual experience as you read. Um, so when fiction works, when memoir works, um, part of the reader, the imagination, sees what the character is seeing, feels what the character is feeling, knows what the character knows, and experiences what the character is experiencing, right? So um, I, there's a little formula which I wrote on the board. Um, the writer becomes the character while writing, so the reader can become the character while reading. And we know that you don't literally become the character, but some part of you is having the character's experience, right? Having that vivid and continuous dream. So I, it's a, I have found that in trying to prepare this talk, it is a little bit hard to uh, actually describe what I'm talking about, but we've all experienced it, right? We all know what it's like to go to the movies and get drawn into the story to the point where we barely remember that we're sitting in a theater having an artificial experience, sitting there staring at a screen, right? Everybody sort of knows that. and. Um, we've all had the experience, because everybody here is a reader, um, of reading something we're into, right? At least, let's hope so. Um, so the word into is what's important there. You know, you're into the sport story, um, and you're, you're into the world that the writer has created using the magic of language. It's really quite remarkable. I often think of that like language is just marks on a page, but through making the right marks on a page, you can actually create a world. Um, sort of makes me think of the Bible in the beginning was the word. Um, so, you know, when you're reading, you know you're lying on the couch in your living room, you know you're still yourself, right? But um, another part of you, Let's, what they call the imagination, is transported into the consciousness and experiences of the character in your novel or memoir or short story, the one you're reading, right? Everybody's had that experience, I think. So that's what we have to do as writers in order to make our stories work, is to allow the reader to have that kind of experience as they read, right? Um, so when the novel or a memoir works, it's because the writer is creating a now on the page, a present moment, 
um, that the character and therefore the reader is virtually experiencing through their imagination. So if you're writing memoir, and I've written quite a lot of memoir, the character is you probably in the past. So when I say character, I also, that's what I mean when, in talking about memoir too. Um, so what all this means is that when you're writing a novel or a story or a memoir, you have to imagine yourself into the character's experiences. Um, you can't stand apart from the character and think about them. Um, you can't stand apart from the story and make things happen like a puppeteer, like now I'm going to make this happen. You actually have to become, in this metaphor, the puppet. Um, and I've noticed this over and over as a writing coach that my, when the writing doesn't work, it's because the, the writer is trying to make something happen instead of become the character. Um, so, and I do believe that this is probably the single most important thing. You don't necessarily need to know this, but you need to experience it as a writer. And, um, and anyway, so I'm going to try to describe it. Um, so as a writer, you have to get into the moment on the page, the now of the character. Um, you have to enter the character in your imagination and put down what she sees what she feels, what she knows, what she experiences. You can't think your way into it or plan your way into it or stand outside the character's experience and decide what's going to happen to him or her in order to make something happen that you think should happen. I mean, you can do that, but when you are writing from the outside like that, your writing is probably not going to work that well. Um, so you somehow have to make the leap to becoming the character as you write. And in a way, that's all you have to do. So I'm going to talk about a few things that can help you make the leap um, or help any of us make the leap uh, in a few minutes. But for now, I want to go through a few things that I've noticed um, some of my clients are confused about. And this whole business of writing and the power of now will automatically clear up any confusion you have. Um, so once you start writing with your characters in the now, you'll instinctively understand how to deal with these things if you don't already. So let's talk about them a bit. So one big area where being in the characters now as you write makes all the difference. Um, the characters now, the now of the story is knowing what to include and what not to include. Um, some of my clients really struggle with, with this a lot. Um, but when the writer becomes a character, and therefore the reader becomes the character, um, the reader, the writer, the reader automatically knows what the character knows because the reader kind of is the character, right? In that imaginary part of herself, um, she's projecting herself into the character. So um, you, the person who's reading the book, the, ex the reader, you're experiencing the story through the character, so you already know what happened to her in the story you know what she knows if that has already been revealed so you don't have to tell the reader what it is again or make sure the reader knows it or anything. Um, so for example, when you've shown the character going through something that's very upsetting, you don't have to tell the reader that the character is upset um, because the reader already knows it because they are upset because they are the character, right? Is this sort of making sense? Um, so, um, you know, 
actually there probably is a way to tell the reader that the character is upset that works and might even be necessary, but it's done through details and what the character is thinking and feeling. Um, this is different from the writer standing outside the story telling the reader the character is upset because the writer wants to make the point that the character is upset, not trusting that the reader will already know this. So, um, but once you actually become the character in the story on the page, you'll know that you don't have to tell the reader something because you'll just know what they know. Um, sometimes in a complicated story, you need to recap information, you know, like sort of go back over stuff that you've already introduced before. Um, that can be necessary if you've got a lot of complicated information that the reader needs to remember at another moment. Um, but you don't want to do it as if you're delivering the information for the first time. Um, this seems obvious, but um, I've seen people struggle with this too. Um, so, you know, that's be when you're recapping information, telling it again, um, you know, you, you know the character and therefore the reader already knows it all. So you tell it in a way that reminds the reader instead of delivers it as if for the first time. Um, so, you know, this is a little complicated. We can talk about it more during the Q&A. Um, so another question that gets automatically cleared up when you write in the now is point of view. Um, many people aren't sure what point of view means or what to do with it. Um, but when you're writing in the now, the point of view thing just falls into place. Um, because when you're writing in the now, you're projecting part of yourself, your imagination, your consciousness into the character. And so is the reader, when the reader is reading what you've written. So the writer is looking through the character's eyes, the, reading is, the, the reader is looking through the character's eyes. That's point of view, you know? It's just as simple as that. Um, so then if all of a sudden, you know, the narrative voice, we're in the point of view of a certain character, and then if all of a sudden the narrative voice starts thinking what another character is thinking, um, you've shifted your point of view, and that can be a mistake. Um, so instead you have to say something to get across what that other character is thinking or feeling through your point of view character. So you'd be saying something like, um, Jane, if Jane is the point of view character, Jane could see that Bob was unhappy, instead of just saying Bob was unhappy. Um, so you, there's a lot of variations on this. You can write a piece of fiction with multiple points of view where maybe you have separate characters from, you know, separate chapters from different characters' point of view, or you can even move back and forth between different characters' points of view. But you have to know that's what you're doing, and you have to make choices about how you do it. Um, there's also something called omniscient narrator, which I will just save for another day unless anybody wants to talk about that during the Q&A. Um, with memoir, um, we know that the author is telling the story of something that happened to her in the past, right? That's the convention of memoir. And uh, that's the idea, that's the contract that you have with the reader. When the reader picks it up, they know they're going to read something that the author is telling them about that happened in their past. Um, so. I think that in that case with a memoir, often there's what I would think of as a split point of view where um, 
there's the point of view of the writer. We know there's a writer. We know she's telling us her story, right? So um, that writer has all the information about the story at her fingertips. Um, and she can fill in information all over the place because she has the whole story. Be, you know, she remembers the whole story. But then also, you, the memoir writer will dip down into the point of view of herself during the different times when the story takes place. So if I often think of Wild by Cheryl Strayed. Every, a lot of people here, has everybody here read that or some people have read that? So um, she's looking back talking about this thing that she did over a, you know, a certain period of time. So when, when she gets inside that story, which is mostly what she's doing in that book, that's the, that's the point of view, is the point of view of her character back then. But also we know the writer is talking from now. Um, so um, finally, writing in the now, you know, getting inside your characters now so the reader can be in it too, is essential for allowing the reader to have that virtual experience of the character's experiences giving the reader a virtual experience, right? Creating that vivid and continuous dream, like John Gardner says, is what novels and memoirs and stories are all about, right? That's why we read them. That's why I read them. I think that's why most people read them. When you pick them up, you don't read them for information. You read them to have an experience. And, and maybe along the way you do have and you get information. You Sometimes you can find out what it's like to be alive in a different era or any kind of ex number of pieces of information you can pick up, but you're not just reading a you know a nonfiction book that tells you what it was like to be alive in a different era. You're having somebody's experience of doing that. Um, so to give the reader that kind of virtual experience, you have to create a world through detail, um, and you have to let the reader know where the point of view character is in time and space. Um, if the reader feels like they're floating around in a vacuum as they try to have a virtual experience, they don't know where they are, they don't know what's going on, um, they will quickly get confused. I mean, it would be sort of like going watching a movie and all of a sudden the screen goes blank, or you're watching a movie and the screen gets so blurry you don't know what's happening. So, um, you know, this is a really simple, small thing. You, the reader always has to know where they are in time and space. Um, So um, it's helpful, even essential, to include a few concrete details that tell the reader where the character is, like standing in the kitchen, entering a room, sitting in an auditorium. Um, and if the action is taking place later than it took place in the previous paragraph, you know, or the last time something happened, you have to let the reader know that. You know, you have to say, now, even just that one simple little word, tells the reader we're in a different time, or now as she sat on the beach two weeks later, or something like that. Um, so maybe everybody knows all this stuff. This is real basic stuff, but it is stuff that I cover a lot with the people that I work with. Um, so, but but the creating the world through details, you know, that whole thing about the time and space, that's just a couple of words here and there, but creating a world through detail, that's a lot of the art of fiction or memoir. Um, 
So I want to come back to that, but before I do, I want to say that uh, when I started preparing this speech, I realized that what I was doing was offering a complicated explanation for why we need to show, not tell, right? Like everybody's heard of show, don't tell from your creative writing teacher in junior high school on. Um, and, um, but I've also found that there's a fair amount of confusion around that. Like sometimes people think show, don't tell means you have to show everything um, through action in scenes, but that isn't really what it means. Um, there's a lot of times when it's useful and necessary to provide some exposition where you tell the reader background to fill in the story. You just have to. So what show don't tell really means is get inside the character's experience and let us experience what she's experiencing, right? Everything I'm just saying, I'm just repeating myself. Um, instead of standing outside of the character and telling us what she's experiencing. And you can tell just with a few words, um, and you can show with the same number of words. Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of changing a few words here and there, but those words can make all the difference. Um, one way that you can tell is to use abstract descriptive words like beautiful or funny or stupid, and you know, um, those words are great, but they, they mean something different to every single person. So um, when you specifically say what is, that's when you're creating the vivid and continuous dream and when the reader can actually see what you're doing on the page. Um, okay, so how do we do it? How do we make the leap from telling to showing and how do we write using the power of now? Um, one way is to include details, like I said. Um, life is made of details, and when you include specific details that the character notices or is affected by in some way, that goes a long way toward allowing the reader to experience the moment that the character is experiencing. Um, when you include enough details, you often don't have to supply much else. And you know, if you will look at some of the really successful writers, you'll see that's what they do. Their writing is full of concrete details um, and not much else. So um, another way to write from the now is to put your character in a specific moment, specific moment, and let the story unfold from there. Um, so again, the key words there are specific moment because the now, as we experience it, takes place in the specific, in the moments, right? That's really all we have. And, a lot of spiritual literature talks about that over and over. And there's no place where the truth of that comes through than in writing narrative. So um, in my classes, um, I often have my students identify key moments, specific moments, like I'm standing at a podium in front of an audience of people, you know, um, to enter those moments like little portals in the writing and then go inside there and see what they find in there. What are the details that are in there? You don't have to know the details before you start doing that. They'll just be in there with the moment. And you'll find stuff in there that you may not even know you remember if you're writing memoir. Um, and um, so they enter the moment like a little portal then they do what I call fast writing, where they write as fast as they can for a certain short burst of time, um, putting down the, kind, the details they find in the moment. Um, and uh, it works great for generating new material. It's pretty easy to do. Um, and 
it's what can make your memoir you know, exciting for people to read. People can read it and have the experience, and it's the same thing is true for fiction. So this is different from, like, say, for example, journal writing, where you're writing about something, something that happened to you or whatever. Here you're actually entering the moment on the page and allowing the reader to enter the moment, too, when they read it. Um, so um, we have plenty of time for questions and answers. I hope people will ask questions or further engage with this. But before we do that, um, I want to say something about how writing in the now affects our ability to live in the now. Um, you know, everybody knows, right, that mindfulness is a big deal nowadays. People take classes in mindfulness and all kinds of things. Um, I have come to believe that writing itself is a spiritual practice like none other, um, and that writing well forces us to achieve certain spiritual things, spiritual practices or spiritual experiences that a lot of people talk about, like mindfulness, but are actually kind of hard to really do. Um, so like mindfulness, again, um, everybody wants that. but. It's pretty hard to do. If, I mean, I've had that experience myself where you say, okay, I'm going to be mindful now, and then you forget about it in about 20 minutes, maybe even less time. Um, so, um, but when you're in the now of the story as a writer, when you make that leap into the now, um, creating the now for the reader, you're bringing life to life in your mind and your imagination in a way that makes you really get there, makes you really appreciate it. And it's, it's almost happens, per, like just, it just happens peripherally, it happens anyway, you know, because, and that, and you'll know when you're writing, when you're really in the flow of the writing and you're really writing experiences, because you'll be there, you'll be in that moment. And, um, and that can really have repercussions for, you know, when you walk around in life um, afterwards. And, um, you know, after you've done that in your writing, you start to see life more vividly too. It just happens because you've experienced it quite deeply through writing, maybe without even knowing it. But, um, no, I think that it's a great place to leave it right in the center of the mystery. And um, I'm sure Mary would be happy to talk with anyone. Thank you all so much for um, coming. Thank you all, also, Mary.